Welcome to The Artwork of You, the podcast where your life is the canvas and you are the masterpiece. I'm your host, Lori Guin, and together we'll explore creativity, self-awareness, mindset, goal strategy, and the importance of accountability so that you can paint your life's portrait with confidence and ease. Remember, in the gallery of life, you're not just a spectator, you are the art. So let's grab our brushes and start creating the masterpiece that is you. Hello, my friends. I am so glad that you are here with me today because today I want to talk about worst case scenario thinking and how we can turn it around. It's fascinating how our minds are wired. We're naturally inclined to focus on the negatives. Psychologists call it the negativity bias. And it's like our brains are these old fashioned alarm systems, always on high alert for danger. And in today's world, they can often be on overdrive and lead us to expect the worst, even in everyday situations. And as you might be aware, this bias is an evolutionary trait, right? Our ancestors needed it to be more alert for potential dangers to survive. And while we no longer face the same threats, this primal instinct persists, sometimes compelling us to focus more on what could go wrong than what could go right. And here's the interesting part. Our thoughts are not just fleeting ideas. They really do shape our reality. The stories we tell ourselves about ourselves and our world, they have power to color our perceptions, our emotions, and our actions. And while being cautious can be beneficial and prepare us for challenges and help us plan, the issue arises when this thinking becomes habitual and unbalanced. When we only focus on the worst, we miss out on opportunities for joy. It's about finding balance. Constantly dwelling on negative possibilities can hinder your growth and happiness. And it's like having an overprotective friend who means well, but she just keeps you from experiencing the fullness of life. And I always thought I was a pretty positive, look on the bright side kind of a person. And that was until I met my husband 35 years ago. And I guess in reality, I was more of a, but what if, insert worst case scenario, girl, more times than I would like to admit. And the way he brought it to my attention was by one day saying to me, what if I turn into an alligator? The first time he said it to me, I was like, what? I didn't even get what he was saying at first. But his point was that he thought my worst case scenario talking and thoughts was ridiculous. Therefore, he responded with an equally ridiculous and unlikely thought. And now it's become a joke in our family and something that we say to each other when one of us is caught up in this downward spiral of worst case scenario thinking. And while I've definitely tipped the scale in favor of best case scenario these days, it doesn't mean that it sometimes doesn't still happen. And in fact, when we first moved into our new home five years ago, I was deep in worst case scenario thinking. It's by far the nicest house I've ever lived in, as well as the nicest neighborhood I've ever lived in. And when we moved in, I was so consumed with fear that I couldn't even hold on to those moments of gratitude that would flash by. At first, I wasn't sure of what the fear and uneasiness was about. But I realized then I was scared that something was going to happen and that we would no longer be able to afford the house, that we would go into foreclosure, that we would move back into the townhouse that we had as a rental. And in my mind, I would go over the conversations that I would have with our children, with my family, with our friends, trying to explain why we were moving. I, I really honestly couldn't even enjoy our home because I didn't want to get too attached to it. And then one day I finally decided to share those feelings with my husband all the what ifs. And he looked at me like I was crazy, empathetically, of course, but he could not wrap his head around the fact that these were my actual thoughts. And he reminded me of all the reasons why this was not going to happen ever. And then once again, said that familiar saying, 
what if I turn into an alligator? And you know what else is funny is that some of us don't just do worst case scenario thinking, we also have worst case scenario solutions, which are also a worst case scenario. And so for example, I was talking with someone recently who is new to the entrepreneurial world and she is trying to get her business up and running and was a bit frustrated and nervous about the way things were going. And as we were talking through it, she said, worst case scenario, I can always sell my house and set up a table at the flea market. So not only was she in her mind going through thinking the worst case scenario, meaning her business would not ever take off, but her solution to that was also a worst case scenario of having to sell her home and set up a table at a flea market. And I had to laugh in an empathetic way again, of course, and remind her that was not going to happen. And I laughed to myself also knowing that I too have a worst case scenario solution. And that's, oh, I can always clean houses. That's one of the jobs I did to pay for my college many years ago. And yeah, I'm sure in that situation earlier that I talked about when I thought, oh, we're going to go into foreclosure, I was probably already thinking of worst case solutions. Oh, I'll just go clean houses. So listen, settling into worst case scenario thinking with worst case scenario solutions never did me or anyone else any favors. So I want to share some ways to both prevent it and to get out of it when you are in it. To start, it might be helpful if you think about it this way. Imagine your mind is a garden. Now, if you only water the weeds, the fears, the doubts, the worst case scenarios, they'll grow uncontrollably. But if you start watering the flowers, the hopes, the dreams, and the best case scenarios, you'll see a beautiful transformation in your mind garden. So how do we do this? First, we need to become the detectives of our own minds. Notice when you're slipping into worst case scenario thinking. Is it during stress, when facing uncertainty, when change is happening? Understanding your patterns is going to be the first step in changing them. Awareness will create space between your thoughts and your identity, reminding you that you are not your thoughts. They're there, but you don't have to let them overtake you. So when you catch yourself spiraling into these thoughts, pause and challenge them. Ask yourself, is this really likely to happen? What evidence do I have that supports this or refutes this? Grounding your thoughts in reality will reduce your anxiety. Shift your focus from what could go wrong to what you can do right now. Taking action, however small, will empower you and reduces feelings of helplessness. When you're overwhelmed by the big picture, break it down into smaller, manageable steps. What's one thing you can do today that moves you toward a more positive outcome? It can be as simple as making a phone call, writing a list, or taking a short walk. Each step will be a victory, a way to cultivate resilience and hope. And so when you catch yourself imagining the worst, pause and ask the opposite. What's the best that could happen? It's not about being unrealistically optimistic, but about balancing your perspective. Close your eyes for a moment and visualize the best case scenario. Close your eyes and picture it. Not just vaguely, but in vivid detail. What are you wearing? What are you saying? How are you feeling? Imagine the best possible outcome of your situation. How does it feel? What does it look like? And this practice isn't just fanciful thinking. It's a technique used by athletes and successful leaders worldwide. It primes your brain to recognize and seize opportunities. And if that best case scenario thought or those thoughts are not immediately available to you, Ask yourself, is this the only possible outcome? What else could happen? Having this mental flexibility will allow you to consider multiple scenarios, including positive ones. Also regularly acknowledge what's going well in your life. This can gradually shift your focus from potential negatives to present 
positives. The habit of gratitude can change everything. I started a gratitude journal over a decade ago, and it was one of the best things I ever did. It was during a time when things were less than optimal in my life, and that practice of gratitude worked like magic. So every day, try to think of at least three things you're grateful for and potentially work yourself up to 10. It could be as simple as a sunny day, a good cup of coffee, a message from a friend. You can write the same thing every day. It doesn't matter. Just get into that practice of being grateful. You can also use mindfulness and meditation to help you stay rooted in the present moment. This will help reduce your tendency to spiral into future-based fears because our fears often come from projecting into the future. Bring yourself back to the now. What's happening at this moment? Are you safe? Are you okay? Sometimes just focusing on your breath can be a powerful tool that'll anchor you to the present moment. Continually remind yourself of why a best case scenario mindset is better. For example, it opens doors to possibilities, creativity, joy. It allows you to approach life with a sense of hope and adventure. It's not about ignoring the risks, but it's about giving equal weight to life's potential for beauty and success. And just like any skill, it gets easier with practice. So the next time you find yourself facing a challenging situation, remember this conversation. Remember that you have the tools to shift your focus, to water those flowers, to watch your life bloom with possibilities. When negative thoughts creep in, acknowledge them, and then gently steer your mind towards more optimistic possibilities. And know that if the worst case scenario does in fact happen, the worst that can happen because of that circumstance will be an emotion, an emotion that you will have to feel and work through. Remember, changing your mindset isn't about ignoring reality or risks. It's about giving yourself permission to believe in the possibility of good outcomes. It's a balance, like walking a tightrope between caution and hope. I want you to know that it's okay to have these fears. We all do. It's part of being human. But by practicing these steps, you can learn to navigate them with more grace and confidence, even if you do, in fact, one day turn into an alligator. That's a wrap for today, my friends. Thank you for sharing your time with me. And remember to show up in your life like the masterpiece you are, because you are the artwork. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Have a fabulous day.